Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 42. After our weekly segments, we are going to talk about positive mindsets. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all of the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Welcome back, Andrea. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We are, you know, just chugging along. We had a long weekend, um, which was nice. It was nice to just... I don't know. Now that my daughter's in school five days a week, it's it's mm. like an extra treat to have her home for three days and to do stuff as the family. And um, and also yesterday, my husband worked, so we just did stuff. The three girls and got together with friends. It was just it was a really good weekend. We it was it felt really long compared to now having like mostly two day weekends. It was like oh three day weekends extra special. Nice. That's awesome. How fun. How about you? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Remy seems to be sleeping better now. (laughs) I know. It was, like, amazing. And I decided I was, like, going to shift to, you know, talk about energy work. And it's, like, so I was, like, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm having having a hard time not being anxious about putting him to bed. So I actually did a lot of energy work on myself and worked with my energy healer on myself. And, again, literally that night, it was, like, boom, he slept. We did That's other awesome. things too, which I'll talk about later, but like, yes, I feel like the combination has, he slept for the past two nights from like seven, seven thirty. He's probably falling asleep around seven thirty. We put him down around seven and till like six 45, like through the night. Do you know I how bet amazing you, that is? I oh bet you feel like a whole new woman. Can you tell? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Guys, if I seem really hyped up, it's cause I've gotten sleep and I'm still drinking coffee. <laughs> The combination of the two is dangerous. Yes. She probably, you know, I don't probably need my coffee as much, but yeah, now it's kind of an addiction. It's a nice treat. (laughs) Exactly. All right, but that's that's me. Okay. Well, let's move on to our Real Mom Moments of the Week. So this week I want to talk about... Well, I feel like you, I'm sure you recognize this, but I feel like we're all, whatever we do, we're probably the bet, like the worst of our, like the worst clients for ourselves. So as a physical therapist, I'm like, I'm going to physical therapy. I'm really, really trying to do my exercises. And I don't know why it is such a hard thing. Like I am getting them in almost every day, but to actually do it, I'm like, I'll do it at the next nap. Oh no, I'll do it the next. So, and I'm end up being like, no, I'm just, she's awake. I'm just going to do them now. She can lay next to me on the floor while I do them and it's fine. And she's fine. But I don't know why I'm having a hard, such a hard time motivating myself to do them. And the same thing is I started noticing that she had a side preference, my, my baby. So I was like, oh no, she's going to get torticollis. She's got it. My husband's like, well, why aren't you treating her? And I'm like, well, I am. And I'm like sort of getting at exercises. And I was like, I, I tell my parents to do it at every diaper change. Why, why, why is this so hard for me? Um, but I always think it's such a good reminder when we do ask our clients to do things, how much we ask them to do. Um, but yeah, so I'm just trying to remember why I'm doing all those things and the benefit of it, but also giving myself a little bit of grace that like, you know what, I'm still getting them done. It doesn't matter that I'm complaining before I do them. I don't think, but you know, so how about you? 
Well, I'm just going to comment on that. It's, it's like the mantra I tell myself is knowing does not exempt you from doing. That's, That's totally true. it for me. I'm like, well, I know I'm supposed to be doing these things. So therefore I don't have to do them. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. I tried. It doesn't work. Because <laughs> I, I do like the same that. thing. I do the same thing. And I like literally have to be like, Andrea, knowing does not exempt you from doing. Go do your shit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm changing my moment. Um, cause I just, I can see this. Can you see this thing on my face? I know no one else can see this. This yes, is covered yes. in makeup too. This, this is my real mom moment. I look like what I'm pointing to you guys is underneath my lip. I just, I don't know, Beth, what does it look like? Like it's this giant dark spot. Um, well, it could be like a bruise. Yeah. Maybe. It's cause my child headbutted me so hard. <laughs> So this is my real mom moment of is I look like I have a giant cold sore slash zit slash I don't know got physically assaulted because I did but it was by my child's head. <laughs> At least it's like about there's a little bit of space between the bruise and your lips or else it would really look like a cold sore but there's a space there so like it keeps getting worse like I woke up like this is like covered in like three I just don't really. People are going to smack me right now. Like, I don't really have, like, every night, if I get a zit, it's, like, a massive giant zit, and it's terrible, but it doesn't happen very often. So, like, I don't use, like, a create, like, I just use, like, beauty counters cover-up, which it does not cover up giant dark bruises. So, anyways, that's mine. It's just our child's heads are battering rams, and sometimes they make you look really, ugh. This is just not a good look. I'm going to have to go to work later on and see all my patients, and they're going to be like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> well, it's a good story. If you care about covering it up, I remember, like, for dark circles under the eyes, you want to use a yellow-tinted thing. But multiple but picks, who, though, right? Like, I'm not going to go to the store. To no. cover up a bruise. It is, yeah. That is just life. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's my mom moment. <laughs> <laughs> Headbutted by your child. I like it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So for our tip of the week, tips of the week, I guess, because we each do one, my tip is to put yourself out there. And I've actually added this kind of to a topic that we're going to discuss at some point, but I have decided to branch out a little bit, even though I've been living here for three years and I grew up here and lived here for 20 some years before then, that I am just trying to create a few more events and find a bit of a tribe and so I feel like I just am putting myself out there and being okay if people don't show up and being in a place that people are okay I'm okay if people don't show up and seeing what happens not expecting too much but you know it's kind of the old saying like you're not going to win the lottery if you'd ever buy a ticket but so that same kind of thing so that's my tip for this week I love that that's great. I'm working on that as well, like with my business and stuff. So that's great. Um, my tip of the week is if your child is not sleeping, then put a mattress on your floor or on their floor, especially if you're trying to do some like type of sleep training. So we are trying to do the like, okay, we're leaving you in your crib. We're not taking you out of your crib, but we're also not going to like leave you crying type of thing. And literally we've been trying, we've been doing this on and off for, I mean, months and months, like here and there when he has sleep issues, we try not to take him out. Um, that does not always happen, but we try to get really strict about it since we were having so many issues with him. And my husband last week was like, 
you know, we have that blow up mattress. And I was like, oh my God, why have we not thought of it? And oh my gosh, it was just so much better. It was so much comfortable that way when he like was getting up like all last week, cause he just started sleeping well on like Saturday. So let's hope it continues on, but he tends to have pretty good. It's like, once he's good, he's good. So hopefully we're good. But anyway, so all last week he was getting up at like 4.45, 5, and so we didn't want to take him out then because we didn't want him getting used to like, okay, 4.45, it's morning. Like, no, <laughs> it's still nighttime. So we would just go in there and just, you know, lay on the comfortable, and it's pretty, it's pretty comfortable, air mattress. And he would settle down fairly quickly once we were in there. Like, I think he just didn't want to be alone. So anyways, if you are having sleep issues with your kid, like, get put a mattress on their floor if you can. And make yourself more comfortable because it already sucks and is miserable. So like we had, a, you know, I took all the comforters and the sheets off our guest bedroom and just like, you know, had the whole bed set up in his room. So that's my tip. I love that you made yourself more comfortable. I feel like that probably helps with the, um, just the whole thing. I know that I was, my husband wanted my, my daughter out of our room before I did, but I, cause I was like, but when I just have to roll over and do something, it's a whole lot different than me having to leave the whole room. So it definitely makes makes a difference to be comfortable and to be in there. And I just added that we should talk about baby sleep on one of our podcasts at some point. That's a good one for sure. Yes. Not, make not, not that we're experts, but we can talk about how what we did or what exactly. worked and didn't work and how we handled it emotionally. <laughs> And how sometimes you want to smack experts because <laughs> you're like, this doesn't work. Stop telling me to do that. This is not working for my child. <laughs> Getting a lot well, of sleep experts. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, another topic for another day. Yes. But is. on that, we wanted to talk about positive mindsets today. So we have a yeah. couple different notes to talk about. Do you want to start with saying what you, what you, how you would define a positive mindset? Oh, I don't man, know if it's I something you can definition. define. Um, I mean, I look at a positive mindset of being able to take any situation and reframe it to have some type of room for like growth, opportunity, positivity in there. So again, if I'm just now I'm just spitting out examples. Um, but it's like, okay, so when my child was not sleeping, and everything kind of felt terrible and miserable, and like nothing we were doing is working, it's like being able to reframe that and have a positive mindset of, you know what, right now, this means, you know, when we were taking him out of his crib, like I get extra baby cuddles right now. It doesn't take away my fatigue, it doesn't take away frustration around it. It just means, okay, here is a positive thing to it. Or even then once we shifted to more of like a quote unquote sleep training, I don't love that term, but we'll just go with it. It was like, all right, I am teaching the the positive pieces. I'm teaching my baby a valuable skill right now. And that way hopefully it'll carry over into allowing us to be like more comfortable later on. Um, so I just think being able to reframe situations to have that positive spin is a positive mindset. Um, do you want to add anything to that? Um, no, I think that I loved how you kind of summarized that and I wanted to say kind of what they weren't, but I know that that's sort of the next topic, but so why don't you go, that's, I have more to add on to that part. 
Okay. So I, yeah, the reason for this topic came up because I was like having a, I don't know, I wanted to have like almost like a venting session about positive mindsets, which seems ridiculous, but I have been, gosh, I think there was, there was a couple of weeks ago, I ran into this, like, just a, a couple people in a row and I've just was seeing it a lot and I still see it a lot. It's this, this mistake on what a positive mindset is. And I think what happens when we do that is we really, we like do the exact opposite of what the intention of a positive mindset is. So a positive mindset is not ignoring your feelings, okay? Is not trying to sugarcoat something, is not trying to be like, oh, okay, so my child's not sleeping and I'm tired, but oh my gosh, but motherhood is just the most beautiful joy in the world and I'm so happy that I'm a mom and blah, 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 blah. And I I can't say anything bad and I just have to be positive about it because being a mom is the most beautiful gift in the entire world. Oh my gosh, that kind of makes you want to vomit sometimes, right? Okay, I'm just yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> right? not just you. And and then if you have, like as a mom, if you're trying to, like okay, I just, yesterday I was trying to ask on a forum, this is kind of off topic, but just an example. Uh, what is an appropriate age to leave your kid with somebody else for like multiple days, like with grandparents? And someone was like, I just don't know if you should ever do that. I haven't ever left my child for more than one or two hours and she's 26 months. And I'm like, that just makes you feel bad. <laughs> like, I'm like, are you, first of all, it's not normal. That doesn't make me feel bad. I, I feel bad for you. Um, makes sorry, me if feel I sad. It makes, yeah, I'm like, that's not normal. But like, I feel like I see this a lot where it's like, you know, someone's trying to like post about something. They're having a frustration, like my kid's not sleeping. And they're like, just be happy you're a mom. Do you know how many people can't have children? Like, that's not a positive mindset. Like, that's that's unhealthy. Like, that's, you're allowed to have your emotions. You're allowed to be frustrated. And so having a positive mindset to me is acknowledging your emotions, acknowledging those frustrations, acknowledging your anger, like whatever it is, your impatience, what you know, and then being able to stop and be like, now, how can I make this useful? Like, what can I do to grow from this? So I don't get stuck here. I've acknowledged this. This is a frustrating situation. Now, how can I grow? How can I get out of this? And that being able to get out of it to me is where the positive mindset comes in. Whereas if we're sugarcoating and cherry coating things and trying to like shove that down, like I can't feel angry. I can't feel frustrated right now. I must be happy. That's not positive. I think that one of my favorite examples is the movie Pleasantville or even I guess like the step for maybe step for boys or something Mm -hmm. like when you look at on the surface it's like oh my gosh everything looks perfect and everything looks great it's like it's like looking at the Instagram of life like it's not all like that and it's not supposed to be like that I know that um, I have had some friends that have tried various antidepressants and their complaints with them is not that like, they don't feel sad anymore, but they don't necessarily feel happy either. So, like, they just feel flatlined. And that is that is not that is not a helpful position to be in. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be on antidepressants. I'm just saying that, that that's – for people that have tried them and they haven't worked for them, that's often what I hear their complaint is. And just making sure that – yeah, it's okay. You don't have to be positive all the time. You can having a positive mindset is when you're when a situation happens, I would say it's it's not what it's not is like the absolute opposite is 
oh my gosh, like, let's say, you know, a couple weeks ago when your car wouldn't start. You don't want to be like, my whole life is ruined. You know, that's that's definitely, you know, that's not what we're talking about. Like, you can reframe that and to say, like, okay, I'm going to be late, but I'm going to figure this out, and I am strong, and I am capable, and I'm going to be able to figure this out. So it doesn't mean you have to be like, this is great, my car didn't start, I don't have to do this. But it's, you can you can reframe it in a way that's that's helpful for you, for you and to kind of get through it in a positive way. Exactly. Like, I mean, a reframe of that, like I acknowledged as I did on the podcast that I was very frustrated in that moment. And the positive thing that came out of it was because of that, I actually took my car, even though I I did have the appointment already scheduled, but to be fair, I had had, I think three or four previous appointments scheduled that I had not then taken my car to because I kept not doing it. Okay. So who knows if I would have gone to the appointment I had scheduled and it turned out there's a lot of things that need to be replaced in my car, like my tires and my brake lines. And I don't know, some other oil things, which is kind of annoying because it's a new car, but whatever the point is, is now my car is a lot safer. So it's like, that is a positive thing is it made me take my car to the damn dealership and get these things taken care of that needed to be taken care of. It doesn't mean it was fun. I'm not like, oh my gosh, going to the dealership and dealing with that was super fun. No, it was annoying. I hate doing stuff like that. But this positive thing came out of it. And it also taught me that lesson of asking for help, right? It's something that I'm probably going to have to reteach myself a thousand times over and over because it's a common thread. But like, okay, when I just ask for help, it makes everything so much easier and better. And usually people want to help and that's really nice. So it's like, that's the positive thing about it. It didn't mean asking for help is easy. It doesn't mean, you know, all these things just magically fall together, but it's like, there's this positive lesson in doing that. And to me, that's the positive mindset, being able to take a very negative situation and see where it was room, like room for growth. And I think you can do it. I think you can do this with like the darkest of situations like abuse, like, I mean, you're talking like, you know, sexual abuse, rape, like, since this is you know obviously going on right now, like, I think even those have room for positive growth and interpretation, it does not mean those things are okay, right? And that you are happy about them. It means because of that situation, it changed something about yourself in a way that now you are growing from. And so it's like, again, you can have a negative mindset around it and it can destroy and ruin your life, which it does for so many people, or you can try and learn, learn from it about yourself, right? Not like, oh, learn, like, what should I have done different in that scenario? Because that's not, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I need to be careful about my words here, but like, like the fake positive mindset would be like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm totally fine. Everything's okay. I'm over it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's a fake positive mindset. That's not, you're not growing from that. You're not learning. Like, in cases of these really dark things, like, that is getting to know, like, it's like a forced getting to know, like, the deepest, darkest parts of your own soul. And, and that is like a dark place to be into, but you can be positive about it at the same time. And I think that's like the concept that is so hard. Like you can be in this really dark place and have this positive spin. Like I'm in here and because I'm in here, like 
I'm down deep in this hole. I can see the light above me. Or you could be like staring down into the mud and just seeing like no room to get out, if that makes sense. So being positive is being like, I can see that there's a light at the end of this tunnel. I can see that there's room for growth. There's room for me to get out of this. And even in this place, I can turn inwards and find my own inner light and my own inner joy. And like learning how to do that is like the positivity that can come out of a situation like that, if that makes sense. It does. I feel like oftentimes the that fake positivity comes to cover up shame. Mm-hmm. And shame is an emotion that we should you know, tr- learn how to destroy mm-hmm. and to um, be okay with being uncomfortable and be okay with awkwardness and guilt is is fine but shame where that like I can't do it or I'm at fault and not necessarily the situation or you know it's it's that like that I'm to blame that shame we often cover up like yeah we're fine I'm fine like when you're talking about these these dark situations of of assaults there is this shame well maybe I did something so I'm going to just say that I'm fine because I'm covering up that shame. But even earlier when you mentioned that you had to ask for help, your voice got quieter and (laughs) you were almost shying away from a little bit. And there's almost that feeling of, and, and I know that you've done a lot of work on like this kind of thing. So I know that you don't feel it too much, but almost like that little bit of like shame of, I had to ask for help. Like what's wrong no, with me? I totally I still feel it. Thanks for calling me out on that. <laughs> so, so, so it's that that reminder of of false positivity covers up such important emotions that we need to address and mm-hmm. be willing to be okay with it and get out of there and without talking about them. I feel like that's you know it's part of maybe how do we how do we fix this? It's being willing to talk about these crappy situations. And um, and I'll be honest, I just shared some of my Me Too stories with my husband and I've been with him for 10 years. And I shared oh, them wow. with him about a week and a half ago because I felt like there were still times, especially in light of all of these things, that I needed to get them off my chest and I needed to share them with him because I was still feeling shame over them. And that was terrible. And it's not worth it. And so just telling him and putting them out there and yeah, they're not stories I'm going to share with the world, but sharing them with my loved one was really Mm -hmm. important. And so from a, you know, from a positive thing, like, no, those weren't positive things that happened, but now it's like, I, part of that and the whole past two weeks, we, our communication, the communication between the two of us has become phenomenally better. And it's just opened up a whole new sense of, of freedom between the two of us that we didn't realize was missing. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that's such a great example. Um, Cause yeah, I would say, I mean, I had already shared mine with my husband before, but you know, we re talked about them and it actually like with all this stuff. Um, obviously I guess if you're listening to this podcast at a totally different time, like we're talking right now, this is around the Kavanaugh stuff that we're talking about. Um, but it, it made me kind of reevaluate my own story because I didn't realize like I had basically done exactly what I'm talking about with my story. It's like, well, I was really drunk. I like kind of let him on. I was like totally, you know, whatever. Like I totally had done that. I was like, you know, whatever it was, it was kind of my fault. And I didn't realize how much 
I had done that uh, until, you know, I was like thinking about all of this and just really like reevaluating all of this. And then just with this talk about the positive mindset, I was like, wow, like I really did that. And so in order to like, I think heal a story, you have to acknowledge everything, you know, you have to acknowledge the shame around that and then figure out how to move past that. And that is the positive piece. Now, obviously, in an ideal world, we wouldn't need, you know, these kinds of things. And we don't, I don't think we need these things to happen or these horrible things to happen to us to have open communication with our husbands or, you know, to bring positiveness into our life. But if these things, if bad things have happened, or you're in a bad scenario, to me, it's kind of like, what is the other option? Like this bad thing has already happened or you're already in this. So either you can stay in it and feel really sorry for yourself, which, you know, what sometimes you just have to do that for a little bit and that's okay. But like you can stay there in that victim mode or you can say, how can I turn this positive? Like how can I look at this as an opportunity for growth? And I think that's like the really, I guess, hard concept for people to understand because in reality, we are going to have shitty things happen to us, like to set ourselves up for expectation of like, everything's gonna be positive and great and amazing is kind of is just is setting yourself up for failure. Um, so it's how can you be in, you know, crappy times and dark times and stressful times and still see this like positive spin on them, I guess, without covering up your emotions. Definitely. I feel like we, we talked a lot about kind of reframing and just looking at it and what that is. Um, I know you kind of mentioned in our, uh, you mentioned gratitude practice. And I know that's something that my family and I, we all started every night before my older daughter goes to bed. We talk about what we are grateful for. And it has become what we're thankful and grateful for. And she reminds us to do it if we've forgotten. And it's a really big part of the practice. I'd love to hear you talk a little more about it. I will talk. Um, yes, I think gratitude is such a way to connect to the positive piece and just taking a moment, even if you cannot see in your scenario, you're like, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but you don't understand, like my husband just lost his job and my health is deteriorating and my baby's sick, you know what I mean? And you have all these things, taking some time to just see what is it that you can be grateful for can start to help your mind look for that positive shift. And, the, and sometimes the things that you're grateful for can be so little. And honestly, I think sometimes the littler, the better. You can literally be like, like if you're sitting down to eat, you can be like, I'm grateful that we have forks. Like we used to just have to eat with our hands. And now I can, you know, or I'm grateful I have a spoon to eat my oatmeal with. So I don't have to stick my hand in hot oatmeal. <laughs> like, like, I'm grateful for like, that's pretty cool, right? Like someone invented that and that's awesome. (laughs) Like it can be little things that might feel really silly, but when we start, and when we start looking around and finding those small things, it's amazing how it can start to shift how our brains think. So like technology is an example. I like to use it a lot because not that I don't ever still get frustrated with technology, but I used to get like really angry at technology. Like if my phone was not doing exactly what I needed to do or my computer was not, I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and get like super pissed off at it. Now the way I've dealt with it, right? Because technology is still going to do stupid things is being like when something's not loading or something's not working. I'm like, man, how amazing is it that this is 
even a possibility. Like this morning, the Zoom link, which is a video conferencing that I use with my clients, it didn't work with my client. And it's been doing this really weird thing with me lately, which I've been doing it consistently for a year and never had any issues. And now all of a sudden it's doing this weird thing. So I start getting really like, ah, my client's like waiting on me. And I'm like trying to email her a new link and it's just being super slow. And so in that moment, the positive spin is just being able to take a breath and just be like, okay, this is annoying, but how freaking awesome is it that I can talk to my client in Iraq, okay, right now over a freaking computer? And like, once we get on the call, like there's like no, barely any lag, like we can talk, we can have this conversation. Like how amazing is that? Like that is such a miracle. And so just being able to remind myself in that moment, it just uncenters me. It allows me to breathe. And it's, and that's it. And it doesn't, nothing changes, right? The amount of time it took me to get that link stays exactly the same, but my mental state, you know, had I stayed in the frazzle mode, my whole client call would have been probably really off because now I'm all like, yeah, sorry, like, sorry about the link. And I'm like freaking out, you know? And so like my client call wouldn't have been as good. And then like, that's going to just spiral into this podcast that I'm doing right now. Now I am a little spastic because that's because of coffee and sleep. Um, sorry, guys. But you know what I mean? It's like that would have spiraled into that. And then I have to go to like see a whole bunch of patients after this. And so like my whole day would have probably been thrown off versus just taking that moment to be like, what can I be grateful for right now? That was a very long thing on a gratitude practice, but I hope that was helpful. <laughs> that, that was. I want to say one of the small things that I am extremely, extremely grateful for is toilet paper. Yes. Oh my God. What an amazing thing. Yeah. Right. Like I want to decrease our like paper product use and Mm -hmm. that's like using less paper towels and we'll just use regular, you know, dish towels and wash them. But I was like, I am never ever using reusable toilet toilet paper. I'm just not going to go that far. It's not worth Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) So, but anyway, so I, I wanted to add that. And I just, you know, when you think about being grateful and gratitude in relation to these positive mindsets, that that is kind of the, the catalyst for helping you to reframe your mindset mm-hmm. is just to take it a moment and, okay, you're pissed because there's traffic, right? And you're mm-hmm. going to be late. But be grateful. You can be grateful that you have a car. Yeah. And that, exactly. that, that you have the, and that you're even, that you're, going to you're going somewhere that you that that you know is a place to be well you know depending on what it is but it's like you know what I'm grateful that I have somewhere that I'm supposed to be on time to and I feel frustrated that I am in traffic and that was out of my control but I can spend this time in the car to to think about the things that I'm grateful for and having a car and having some place to be Mm -hmm. is is something to be grateful for so and wanted to kind of connect the two of how getting that gratitude can help with the the positive mindset. Yes. No, that's so perfect. And it's like, even if you're driving to the hospital because you're sick, it's like, how amazing is it that we have hospitals? Like, that is a luxury to have a hospital. Like, there are even people in this country who do not have access to hospitals. And I mean, it's, you know, like just being aware of that and just aware of like, okay, like the fact that I can do this is amazing. And, and it doesn't mean again, so let's say you're sick and things are going wrong. It doesn't mean you're trying to cover that up. It's just looking for that 
shift in that moment of like, okay, what can I focus on that is going well, or that is amazing. And like you said, the toilet paper thing, how amazing is that we have toilets? Like we don't have to sit and squat on a hole, like in the ground like, and have a goat walk in on us. True story. That's happened to me. Um, <laughs> why we have food poisoning in Uganda. <laughs> we won't go there. Um, so it's like, it's like, that's just, it's amazing that we can do that. And even if you are in Uganda with food poisoning and a goat is walking in on you, thank God there was a hole in the ground for you to even go to the bathroom in. <laughs> like, it's like you can still do it in any scenario. And the goat made me laugh. <laughs> so it was great. <laughs> um, point is, is you can find gratitude anywhere and just starting to have those shifts is going to help you make the larger shifts later like don't worry about the large shifts if you can't make them start small start to recognize it recognize the amazing things that are in your life right now knowing it is not covering up or in place of acknowledging your other emotions I think that is like the big point that I'm sure we've said 36 times right now but I think is so important to keep reiterating because <laughs> I think that's where people are like but 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 like you know, if I say that, then it's going to, you know, take away from this. And it's like, no, it doesn't at all. So, yeah, I think that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we are going to kind of transition into perfectionism. Follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feats of Real Eats and Andrea, Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com.